Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. My name is Cortland, and today we're continuing the Nightly Neighbors book. We're going to be doing chapters 10 and 11, and I am so excited for this. I'm really excited for this, guys. It's finished the episode already, and we're like halfway done with this book. Everything from now on is going to be all new shit, and I don't know where the hell it's going to go. Is Emma going to fucking kill these people? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's dive in, guys. Even though Emma was willing to admit that the evidence proved the Brawns could not be vampires, she still had an uneasy feeling about them. They may not be vampires, but they're still pretty strange, she said to Day-Day. And just tell me, why is everyone in town getting so sick? Why? Day-Day was convinced it was all due to her overactive imagination, and he continued to tease her. He walked into a room with ketchup dripping down his neck with and a pair of fang, and a pair of fangs left over from Halloween. Emma couldn't take it anymore. So after dinner, she picked up her school books and went to the library to study. It was a welcome relief, if only to get away from Day-Day for a few hours. She decided to take her bike to save time. As she pedaled through the streets, she noticed how deserted they were. There weren't many cars out or people around. Normally, the town was busting with activity, but tonight was strangely quiet. So quiet, it was creepy. When she got to the library, she discovered that it was nearly deserted also. A few students were studying at the long, polished tables, but no one else was around. Emma shrugged and headed towards the stairs, leading down to the research section in the basement. She liked to work down there because it was especially quiet. The basement seemed even lonelier than the main floor, and quiet as a tomb. The long, lonely aisles of dusty books were totally deserted. Emma shivered as she plopped herself down at a table and opened her school textbooks. She tried to study her history assignment, but her mind kept wandering back to the bronze. How could I have been so wrong? All signs pointed to the fact that they were vampires. But vampires can never go out in the sun. Or they'd be destroyed. At least that's what I've always heard. The wheels started to turn in Emma's brain. All I know about vampires is what I've seen in the movies. Maybe there's something about them I don't know. Maybe I missed something. Emma started to grow excited. She was back on the case. Uh, that's all it took? And it suddenly occurred to her that here she was, in a library. She couldn't have picked a better place to find a book about, vam about vampires. Maybe she could discover something new, or better yet, find out that everything she'd, she'd been thinking was totally crazy and she should forget about it. Interesting. So this book has just opened up the possibility of fucking glittering vampires. Emma walked down a long row of books, searching for the volumes she needed. She finally found a book that looked promising. It was an ancient, leather-bound book titled Vampires, Lore and Legends. She can find a fucking vampire book in her library, and I couldn't find a single Are You Afraid of the Dark in mine. <sighs> she grabbed the heavy book, sat down on the floor, and opened it up to read. She began by skimming the pages, stopping occasionally at a gruesome picture of a vampire sinking its teeth into the neck of a victim. Yuck! A chill went up her spine. She skimmed quickly over facts she already knew, <laughs> but slow <laughs> facts, but slowed down and carefully read some sections in great detail. Halfway through the third chapter, she found a passage that made her blood run cold. The author went into great detail about how not all vampires are adults. Hmm, interesting. Many known vampires were children. The, the book explained that if a young child was bitten by a vampire, it too would become a vampire. Since vampires are immortal, the child would never age. It would be hundreds of years old, but it would always appear to be a young child. Emma didn't like where this was going. 
The book also explained that young vampires often needed the services of human adults to hide and protect themselves during the day when they had to stay in their coffins. The young vampire would put the adult under a powerful spell, and they would then obey their master. Then the mortals would go out during the day to search for areas ripe with new victims and fresh blood while their master hid from the sun. Emma let the book drop out of her hands. Her heart... Why? It's an ancient leather-bound book. It probably disintegrated. Her heart started beating faster, and her palms became sweaty. Could it be? Could Lex be a vampire? Could the bronze be his mortal slaves and not his par parents after all? Emma, Emma's mind was racing now. It all fit. Lex never went out in the daytime, not even to school. Only a Mr. and Mrs. Braun went out when it was light, but Lex always went out with the bronze on their nightly rounds. Then a final, horrible thought occurred to her. Lex was invited over to our house to play video games with Day Day! Tonight! Emma murmured as she shook her as the shock hit her full force, scrambling up, she dropped the vampire book on the floor. Uh, wait, what? She already dropped it, though. Didn't she? Emma let the book drop out of her hands. And then it hit the floor. Okay, so she must have been just, like, keeping it up with her belly shelf? I don't know. Emma turned to run for the stairs when she suddenly heard a door slam. It startled her because, up until now... There hadn't been another sound in the lonely basement. Emma called out. Is anyone there? There was no reply. Hello? She called again. Is anyone down here? She was answered by a strange noise that sounded like a cat hissing. She slowly walked to the end of the aisle. Whatever was making the noise, it was right around the corner. Emma stopped, took a deep breath, and turned the corner. It was Miss Armbruster, the librarian. Emma gave a, gave a sigh of relief. Miss Armbruster had her back to Emma and was slowly walking between the book aisles. Miss Armbruster, Emma called out to her. You scared me. I didn't know you were down here. Miss Armbruster turned slowly to face Emma. She had a strange smile on her face and her eyes seemed very red. Forgive me, Emma. I didn't mean to scare you. The librarian said with a strange, haunting voice. She started to walk slowly towards Emma. Her eyes seemed to be glazed over. Emma sensed that something was wrong. What is it? Emma asked her. Do you feel sick again? Sick, said the woman. I haven't felt better in years. With that, Miss Armbruster opened her mouth, revealing huge, hideous vampire fangs. Miss Armbruster was a vampire. Ah! Emma screamed and ran for the stairway. She, she tore through the book aisles, up the stairs, and out the front door. She didn't look back until she reached her bike outside. Only then did she peek over her shoulder. Damn, guys, I didn't see this one coming. I thought she was just going to get even sleepier. The library door was closed. Miss Armbruster had not followed her outside. Her heart thumping wildly, Emma hopped on her bike and hurried away. As she rode home, she went over in her mind what she had seen and tried to make herself believe it was just a horrible mistake. But she knew it wasn't. It was true. Miss Armbruster had turned into a vampire. Emma started thinking again of all that had happened over the past few weeks. She had been right after all. Even though Mr. and Mrs. Braun weren't vampires, they were the slaves of Lex. And she figured the shit out like lickety split. He was the child vampire, just like the book said, and to think, she had even started to feel sorry for him. Mr. and Mrs. Braun had been helping Lex find victims all over town. And what about the others? Mr. Mitchell, the mailman, her teacher, Miss Citrin, and now 
Day-Day? She had to get back home now and warn him, and her parents too. No one was safe. Emma rode as fast as her 12 speed would take her. She took shortcuts over lawns and <laughs> through parking lot. Damn, Emma. When she pulled up in front of her house, she hesitated, staring at the front window. The house was completely dark. She wondered if it was too late, if it was safe to go inside. Even if it wasn't too late, how how could she make Day-Day believe her after they, after what they had seen earlier in the day? He thought she was some kind of paranoid psycho and was loving every minute of it. Emma had more questions than answers, but one choice was suddenly taken away from her. The front door opened and both her mom and dad stood in the entry. Emma, we've been waiting for you, Miss Toll called to her. Dad came home a few minutes ago and we were worried about you. Come in, we're having ice cream in the kitchen. Emma hesitated. Was everything okay? Had Lex gotten there yet? This is actually kind of spooky. Her parents appeared to be perfectly normal, at least from a distance. She left her bike on the walk and cautiously approached the house. Her parents had gone back inside, leaving the door open for her. I mean, it's really fucking weird that they would be like, Get in here and get some ice cream! Like, that is exactly what a 13-year-old kid would want their parents to do. Emma entered and stood in the hallway just inside the door. She could see Day-Day in the living room, lying on the sofa. The TV was off, which is a bad sign. Emma thought fast. Even if they have been bitten by Lex, they'll just be starting to show the illness like the others did at first. It'll be a few days before they turn into full-fledged vampires, won't it? Emma stayed in the hallway and called to her brother. Hey, Day-Day, come out here for a second. From the living room, Day-Day replied, Nah, I've got a headache from playing video games all night with Lex. You come here. Holy shit, you guys. Emma took a step closer to the living room. Suddenly, out of the corner of her eye, she saw a slight movement and jumped back in surprise. Lex was standing inside the room. He turned and stared at her, a hungry gleam in his eyes. It's about time you got home, he said and started to move towards her. Lex stared at her intensely as he came closer, and an evil grin spread across his face. It was then that Emma saw them, small, sharp, and deadly, vampire fangs. Holy shit, the fuck is Emma gonna do? Chapter 11 Emma turned and bolted for the front door. She ran down the walk to her bike and pedaled swiftly away. In her, panic <laughs> In her panic state, she didn't realize that tears had begun to run down her cheeks. She had suspected that Lex was a vampire for some time. I mean, I guess by default. But actually seeing him, fangs and all, coming at her had been a shock. Lex was a vampire and now he had her family. She had never felt so alone in her life. She had always craved adventure, but this was taking it a step too far. Emma had no idea where she was heading, but she knew that she was not going to hang around and become Lex's next victim. She had told Day-Day earlier that no one would believe them if she told what they expected about the bronze. She had said that it was up to the two of them to destroy the vampires. Now she blamed herself for getting her little brother involved. Me and my big mouth. Sure, I had to play the big hotshot vampire chaser. Look where it's gotten me. I don't even have Day-Day to help me. And look where it's gotten my parents. They may never be the same again. What started out to be a fun adventure turned into the real thing. Uh, and now it was just too real. Emma didn't know how she was going to stop it, but she knew it was time to get help. Her gut feeling was that it would be next to impossible to convince an adult that there were evil vampires loose in the town. Worse still, she feared by the time she could get anyone to listen to her, 
It'd be too late. The whole town might have been bitten already. Emma rode through the residential area. She kept glancing over, back over her shoulder, afraid that Lex or his slaves would be following her. She tried to keep to the shadows, then realized they wouldn't do much good. Lex can probably see in the dark better than I could ever hope to. As she furiously pedaled on, Emma tried to think of some people she might be able to go to for help. Maybe Dr. Daniels, or the police chief, or Miss Citrin. No, she had that weird flu the last time I saw her. But what about Mr. Pariso? He's always willing to listen to kids' problems, and he lives only a few blocks away. Emma thought about her school principal. He was a great guy. Yes. She made her decision and turned her bike into the next cross street. She almost lost control on the corner as she rode over a drain, but she caught her balance just in time. Climbing a hill, she stood up to put all her weight into pedaling, and when she reached the top, her lungs felt as if they were about to burst, but she had no time to rest. Emma cut through a side street and pulled up in front of her principal's house. The interior lights shone out through the front window. This was a good sign, and she felt a small measure of relief. Emma walked her bike into the yard and rested it up against the garage. Panting heavily, she walked up to the front door and stood there tentatively. A vision of Lex's vampire grin came to her, and she looked back over her shoulder toward the street, wondering if she had been followed. Then, before she lost her nerve, she turned and rang the doorbell. She heard the chimes peal inside the house and listened for approaching footsteps. When nothing happened, she reached out and rang the bell again. He's not home, Emma said. It can't be! Without thinking about it, she reached out and tried the doorknob. It turned easily in her hand. Emma slowly pushed the door open and stuck her head inside and called out. Hello? Hello? Mr. Pariso? Is anyone home? There was no response. Hesitantly, Emma took a step into the front hallway. She called out a few more times, but no one responded as she continued down the hall towards the kitchen. She glanced into the living room and dining room on either side. They were both empty. Emma stopped for a moment and listened. The house was dead, deadly still. This is creepy. No one's home, but the front door was open and the lights are still on. Just then, Emma heard what sounded like scratching sounds coming from the kitchen. She jumped, startled by the noise, and listened, cl and listened closely. The scratching sound continued. It suddenly dawned on Emma what the sound might be. When she heard the unhappy whimpering from inside the kitchen, her suspicions were confirmed. Turbo! Emma ran into the kitchen and glanced around. The back door was open, so she knew the noises couldn't have come from that direction. To her left was a closed door, and the whines and scratching sounds appeared to be coming from the other side. Cautiously, Emma approached the door. She put her hand on the doorknob, but didn't turn it. Taking a ragged breath, she called quietly. Turbo? Is that you, boy? The whimpering stopped immediately and was replaced with loud, happy barks. The trapped dog, excited at the sound of a human voice, began scratching faster and harder on the back of the closed door. Emma turned the knob. The door flew open, and the golden retriever pounced on her. He was a large dog, and Emma landed on her back in the middle of the kitchen floor. The excited dog stood over her and began licking her face. Emma, Emma laughed and playfully wrestled with the friendly dog for a few minutes? Uh, your family has just got eaten by fucking vampires, girl the fuck when he startled when he started to calm down she sat up and looked at him thoughtfully how did you get trapped in there fella she asked she looked around the kitchen and wondered once again where mr pariso and his family were the dog's ears suddenly twitched and he turned his head to one side then the other what do you hear emma asked him what is it boy emma caught a slight movement out of the corner of her eye she swung her head in the direction of the back door a shadow crossed the threshold Emma jumped to her feet, and the big dog stood in the middle of the kitchen door. In the middle of the kitchen floor, facing the back door, a soft growl started deep in his throat. 
Emma backed away from the doorway and inched towards the hall entrance. Without warning, Mr. Pariso stepped inside. He didn't even resemble the man who was Emma's school principal. His eyes were bloodshot and his face was pale as death. His hair and clothing were disheveled and he was breathing really hard. Emma, what a surprise. What can I do for you? He said, staring into her eyes. Emma stammered. I, uh, she was so stunned by his appearance, she couldn't speak. What's the matter, Terrible? Mr. Pariso said. Don't you know me? I'm your master. As if in answer, Turbo bared his teeth and growled even louder. Mr. Pariso laughed, baring his own teeth. Emma couldn't believe it. They were vampire fangs. The man took a step forward and Turbo lunged for the thing that used to be his owner. The dog clamped his jaws on Mr. Pariso's leg. The man fell to the kitchen floor and swung at Turbo, clipping him on the nose. Turbo let go and bounded out the back door with a yelp. At the same time, Emma wheeled around and ran for the hallway, out the front door. There's nowhere to run, Emma, hissed Mr. Pariso. One of us will get you. She ran for her bike in total panic. I don't blame her. She jumped on it and frantically pedaled away from the house. As she wheeled around the corner, two men and a woman were blocking her path on the sidewalk. She came to a sudden stop, her heart racing furiously. As the three people slowly approached her, she recognized one as Mr. Mitchell, the mailman. The other two were strangers. Hello, Emma, Mr. Mitchell said softly. We've been looking for you. He had the same bloodshot eyes as Mr. Pariso and the same pale skin, so pale that blue veins showed on his forehead. Emma remembered that Mr. Mitchell was one of the first people with the strange flu, but now she knew it wasn't the flu after all. It meant he was becoming a vampire. It's about time you joined us, Mr. Mitchell said. That's, that's what, nope, that's what you think, Emma shouted. She spun her bike around quickly, but before she could get moving, she felt Mr. Mitchell's hand on her shoulder. She turned back and stared up into his wild, bloodshot eyes. Don't bother running, he growled. There's no place to hide. With more strength than she knew she had, Emma pulled herself away from him and took off into the night, faster than she ever had before. And that's the end of chapter 11. Man, this book went from like fucking 0 to like 11 real quick. Uh, I wonder, I'm interested to know what adult Emma's going to be able to find to help her with this shit. Because this is this is crazy. I don't know. Is she going to fucking kill Lex? Uh, what the hell is going to, I'm going to, I don't know. This is crazy. I'm looking forward to reading some more for you guys though. But for now, I've been up all night. I'm really tired. <laughs> and I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.